Hey, 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 and welcome to episode six of the TJ Macedas podcast. I am, of course, your host, TJ Macedas. Excited to be here. Excited to be talking to you today about what I want to talk about, if you know what I mean. But first, before I get started, I'm going to ask you to do me a few favors. I'm going to ask you, one, to go to my website and click tjmosetis.com, T-J-M-O-U-S-E-T-I-S.com. Check out my blog, check out my about page, maybe share a few posts to your Facebook page. And then while you're on Facebook, I'm going to ask you to go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash tjmosetis, and like that page, maybe share a few articles that speak to you. That would mean a heck of a lot to me. And then once you're done with the whole Facebook thing, head over to Instagram and give me a follow at tjmosetis, T-J-M-O-U-S-E-T-I-S. So today is episode six, and what I'm going to be talking about are 10 questions. And what are these 10 questions about? They are 10 questions that I believe you should be asking yourself as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a dreamer, as someone doing anything on your own. Uh, 10 questions that I try to ask myself on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, 10 questions that I think are important to help you move forward with whatever you're doing, um, whether you're a small, small company of one person or you're a company of 100 people. I think all these questions are very important and would be very helpful in your business growth. So let's get right to it, Uh, starting with question number one. The first question I think you should be asking yourself is, what are my goals? That's question number one. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this uh, quote that says, a dream without goals is a nightmare or something like that. But it's kind of true. You know, what are your goals? Are you a blogger who has a one reader followership following? Then your goal should probably get to two readers. Are you a company that has hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales? Well, then your goal should probably get hundreds and thousands of dollars in more of sales. You should have goals absolutely 100% because if you don't have goals, then what are you working for? If you're a wedding photographer, is your goal based on booking something? Are you trying to book a certain amount of weddings? Same with a DJ or florist or anything in the wedding industry. Um, yeah. If you're a blogger, is it subscribers? Is it views? Is it page views? Is it visits? Stuff like that. Um, you know, if you just do all of your talking and blogging and interacting on Instagram, is it likes, is it comments, is it followers? What are your goals? Uh, they're absolutely important. Um, and I usually think it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good idea to pick like four or five goals or two or three goals that are specific. Um, so for example, for walk in love, we have a sales goal. So this year our goal is to do $500,000 in sales. And, uh, we kind of push everything towards that goal because if we make that goal, we can hire more people. We can pay ourselves a little bit better. Uh, we can sell more t-shirts even the next year. You know, there's a lot that happens if that goal is reached. Um, so that is a big, big goal for us. Everything that we do kind of pushes towards that goal. Um, you know, we, we have other goals, like we want a certain amount of visitors. We want a certain amount of Instagram followers, but those are all kind of secondary goals to the main goal, which is based on sales because we are an e-commerce company. So that's question number one. What are my goals? Um, question number two goes right on piggybacks off of question number one, and that's how do I measure them? So if we had a sales goal, but we had no way to calculate our sales or measure our sales, what would be the point of the goal? Um, and so I think you need to have measurable analytics uh, for your goal. So if it's followers on Instagram, well, then you know that like you can see your amount of followers. You can see it go up and down. You can see if it's trending up or if it's trending down or if it goes up after you post a certain thing or if it goes down after you post certain things. And then you start to see how to reach your goals based on the output of what you're doing. 
You know, so we figured out at Walk and Love that if we release collections, we get a lot of sales. And if we release smaller uh, one shirt at a time, it's not as much. So we really base our sales off of three big collections. We do one in summer, we do one in fall for back to school, and then we do a really, really big one at Christmas. And so that's kind of how we reach that sales goal. Uh, and we measure it. We, we use Shopify uh, as our e-commerce platform, and they have all sorts of analytics on their back end, and it's awesome, and it's really easy to measure and run reports and to see what we were doing last year to what we're doing this year. Um, so that's really easy. You know, you can use Google Analytics if you're looking for page views or page hits. But most site uh, builders now have those analytics built in. Like I use Squarespace, um, and I can track my goals for my personal blog um, and the subscribers to this podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I even have goals to to how many subscribers I want to get. And then once I hit that goal, well, then I start working towards the next goal. And that's the thing about goals. They never end. It's not like you at one day make it. Um, I guess you could do that if your goal was to sell your company for a million of, millions of dollars. But good luck with that. Probably never going to happen. So little goals. So goals. And then once you get that goal, then you go to the next goal and you keep moving forward. You keep measuring the goals. So those are the first two questions. What are my goals? And two, how do I measure them? <clears throat> Number three, what is my process or workflow for everything and for specific jobs? So the so what? How does everything run at your company? Basically, what is the process? Is it just however you feel like doing it at the time, or is there a specific set of uh, steps that you do every time to get from point A to point B? Because that's the way you should be doing it. You should absolutely have a process to what you do. I don't care if you're one person or if you're ten people. You should absolutely have a process. So at Walk and Love, we have a shipping process. Uh, we print or we print the packing slip or the, the packing slip. We walk around, we pick the order, we set it down. Someone else packs it, double checks, make sure everything's right. They put it in a bag, then we weigh it, then we measure it, and then we you know send it out. And so that's the process. We've refined the process. We've tried to change the process. We've added things. We've taken things away. Um, but we we really try to perfect that process because. If someone comes in uh, that we need, you know, if we need extra temporary help for picking orders and someone comes in, well, then we need to show them that process. And if we base that process on however we felt that day, that would be so inefficient. That would not be the best way to get things done. So have a process. You know, if you're a photographer, have a process for editing. What do you do to start? What do you do in the middle? What do you do towards the end? What do you do at the end? Have a process. Uh, Brooke, you know, she shoots weddings and edits weddings. She has a great process for editing. She gets weddings almost edited in one week if she really puts her mind to it's freaking amazing so yeah absolutely have a process have a process for the whole big scale of things you know like what the general goal is the mission statement is to get to that goal Um, have a process for that but then have process for specific jobs you know we have a folding process we fold all of our shirts a specific way i know that seems silly but that's how we do it because they fit on the shelf the best way if someone comes in we teach in that way so they can do it And and, um, so that's number three. What is my process or workflow for everything and for specific jobs? And number four piggybacks right off of that one. Can I make it more efficient? And so this is something that is a bit of a challenge, but once you start doing it, you'll never stop because it's awesome. (laughs) Because the more efficient you can make things, the less time you have to spend doing them means the more time you get to work on fun things or the more time you get to spend with your family, which is something that I absolutely love doing. So I try to make it as efficient as possible here at Walk and Love because I want to get home and I want to play with June and I want to hang out with Brooke and I want to do the things that I love to do. Um, you know, and so we try to make everything as efficient as possible. If I see something that's like, I think I, I think that could be a little bit quicker. I think we could try it this way for a little while and let's see if there's a time difference. Um, I'll, we'll try it, you know, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. 
Um, but we try to make things more efficient and you should always be trying to reach for that goal. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs wear busyness like a badge of honor. They think that if they can say they're busy, that means that they're successful. And I think that's absolutely crap. Successful people aren't super busy because they've built their success and they've been able to like set it in place and watch it grow. That doesn't mean I don't hustle every day and I don't work every day, but I can work on big picture things instead of the little things that quote, make me busy. So can I make it more efficient? That's a very important question to ask yourself every single day because if you can make it more efficient, then you should because then you'll have more free time to dream big or go on to the next thing or work on a side project or do whatever you want to do. So definitely try to make things more efficient. Okay, number five. This is a tricky one. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck on this one. Is everything I do totally worth my time? Man, oh man, do I see so many entrepreneurs waste time on stuff that just doesn't matter, that won't bring in sales, that won't bring in business, but looks cool, so they do it. And that's just such a tricky thing because they think like, well, if I, you know, if I just do this a little bit longer, uh, if I have this really cool styled photo shoot, then I'll definitely get more business. And I'm like, well, what if you got your client's photos back in time? Then you'd probably get more business because they'd tell your friends to hire you. So is everything totally worth your time? So we used to spend a lot of time on the Walk and Love blog, having people come in and get photographed and we would feature them and send them a code and they would, you know, hopefully give their code to their friends and stuff like that. And as we looked at it, we were spending all this time having these people come in, taking the time to photograph them, edit the wet, edit the photos, uh, give them the code, you know, all this kind of stuff. And really, we weren't seeing a lot of sales from that. And so we cut it because it just wasn't worth our time. It was cool, and it, and it gave us a lot of great content. But just get, getting content, it shouldn't always be the goal. Um, unless you're a blogger, then that definitely should be your goal. But sometimes you have to be make sure that it's efficient. It's worth the it's worth the time that it takes. So. Uh, just like you're being efficient with your process, you need to be efficient with your time and you need to ask yourself, is everything I do totally worth my time or am I wasting time? Because if you're wasting time, you're wasting money. And that is, that is something that you need to learn quickly. And so you can just do things that matter, do things that are going to bring in sales and, and kill it and kill it with those things. Like sometimes I see photographers on Facebook be like, you know, 2017 is booking up or something like way in the future. And I'm just like, that's no, there's no way. But you think that if you do that, it is going to start booking up. That's a waste of time. Instead, you could be uh, editing photos or, you know, writing a new blog or trying to get featured somewhere to book more weddings. But posting a Facebook update or a Twitter status is not going to do it. And so sometimes we just waste too much time on things like that. Number six, can I add or swap things that would be better use of my time? Similar question, um, you know. So if you're doing one thing and you realize that it's not worth your time, well, what can you put in that time slot that will be worth it? So we realized that that on the blog, having those people featured on the blog wasn't really worth our time. So we realized that a lot of our views, a lot of our customers, a lot of our um, hits were coming from Pinterest. And so we were like, well, what's getting pinned the most? It's DIYs, it's inspirational posts, it's posts about Bible verses uh, for us. And so we were like, well, why don't we spend the time we were doing this and doing that? And since we've done that, I mean, sales have been booming. It's incredible because people see it on Pinterest, they pin it, and then someone else pins it and it pins it and 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 pins it. And we spent the same amount of time doing more content specifically for Pinterest that is getting us more views than one person saying, Hey, I have a discount code. Go check me out. You know? So try to be just like you're efficient with your process, be efficient with your time. Uh, ask if something's totally worth your time. And if it's not figure out what you can swap or add to make it better use of your time. And sometimes it's literally just 
cutting something. Uh, you know, you can literally just drop something to because it's not efficient for your time. And then you have some free time to maybe dream big or do something new um, or just spend time with your family, which is always good. Uh, Number seven is, am I being smart? (laughs) I think about the office when I think about that, when uh, uh, Michael asked Dwight, what's the most inspirational thing he he said to him? And Dwight says, don't be an idiot. And so (laughs) similar is my question. Uh, Number seven, am I being smart? Um, Just, I think you need to be self-aware of what you're doing, the time you're spending doing it and what you're working on and if it's smart or not. I mean, it's a hard lesson because I think people think like, well, if I just keep doing what I love to do, then eventually, you know, this will happen or this will happen. But sometimes you need to really check yourself and say, am I being smart? Is this efficient? Should I, should I really be spending this much time on something? Uh, Am I being smart with my money? Am I being smart with my time? Am I being smart with what I post? Oh man, those are just lessons that you need to learn quickly because sometimes you'll do something dumb and, and, and right now the stakes are low, uh, but soon the stakes will be high. Like we opened a second store and I did not ask myself that question. I did not ask myself, am I being smart opening a second store? And we lost a lot of money because of that. Um, which leads me into question number eight, is this for my ego or is this for my business? Uh, and that's a trap that we fall into all the time uh, as, as entrepreneurs. You know, we, we love being able to post that we're doing something or that we're dreaming big or that something huge is on the horizon. You know, you've seen those Instagram posts by people. Um, and most of that is for our egos to, to inflate our egos. And that's something that we need to learn. And we need to realize, think that sometimes the post, the things that will get a lot of likes aren't really good for your business. And sometimes the things that are good for your business, no one will ever see or realize. And those are the things you need to be doing. So definitely check your ego out the door when you're an entrepreneur, because you need to focus on what's good for your business, because that's what you want to grow, because that's what you want to do. You don't want to grow your ego and you don't want to live with your giant ego. You want to live with a giant business. So is this for my ego or is this for my business? That's number eight. Number nine. Um, and I'll go through these all again real quick in case you want to write them down. Number nine is, can I do? Can I still do it all myself? This is a question that uh, Brooke and I constantly ask ourselves. You know, we have a pretty pretty large company in terms of sales, but we only have one employee um, because we try to do as much of as much as we can by ourselves as possible. Because if we do that with a small team, uh, then there's more to go around for the team um, and there's not as many people to deal with, which is always easier. Dealing with people can sometimes be difficult. Um, I think people hire interns and hire assistants and hire all that kind of stuff way too soon. I think they think it makes them feel good and they can just be, you know, it makes them sound more successful if they have people working for them. But because they're not working out a full capacity, they don't teach their team to work at a full capacity. So now you have two people being inefficient. Um, So I would, hmm, excuse me, I would advise you to hold out as long as possible before you hire someone else. Really, really push yourself to keep doing all that you can for as long as you can until there's really until you really literally have no choice. I think really good businesses started in garages and basements with someone just hustling and hustling and hustling all by themselves for as long as they could. Because once you start hiring people, then your job becomes very different. Your job becomes manager of people and manager of your business. And so that that is two separate worlds, and that can be very distracting. So what I would do, what I would honestly do is don't hire interns, don't hire assistants or associates or anything like that. 
do it for yourself as long as you can because that will teach you, one, how you do everything. Two, you'll perfect the process of every aspect of your job so you'll be able to eventually teach it to the next person. Three, you'll make that job way more efficient because you did it yourself and you realized that you didn't have much time and so you had to take all the time that you wanted to do uh, you, you, you had to use your time efficiently to do every single job. So you're making all these jobs efficient. So then when the next person steps in, you say, hey, this is how we do things. This is the process. This is the most efficient. Do them because I have so many more things that I have to do. Do it by yourself as long as you can because I think you will, one, reap the benefits of you know, not having to pay anybody, but also reap the benefits of just knowing your business inside and out, knowing all the nooks and crannies, knowing everything that needs to be done and knowing how to do every single thing. So do it by yourself. Number nine, the question is, can I still do it all by myself? I think people jump out of that ship too early and they hire too early and they get interns too early and they're not ready to just, they're not ready to just work and see the nuts and bolts of their company. And number 10, this is my absolute favorite question. I love this question. I ask myself it all the time. Where do I want to be in one, five, and 10 years? And I tell Brooke, what's one, five, 10? What's one, five, 10? What's one, five, 10? What's one, five, 10? She, she kind of laughs. And I use this question on my business. I use this on my personal life. I use this in my faith. I use this in, in, in my uh, fitness. Uh, where do I want to be one year, five year, and 10 years from now? This is such a cool question because it allows you to dream. It allows you to think ahead. It allows you to look to the future, which is always so much fun for dreamers and entrepreneurs because we can dream big and we can and look at things. And so like in one year, I want to, I want our goal for now next year to be $750,000 in sales. And in five years, I want to make $2 million in sales. And in 10 years, I want to be a five to $7 million company. Those are my goals. That's what I want to happen. So what can I do today to make that happen? That is an important part of that question. Where do I want to be in one, five and 10 years? And what can I do to make it happen today? Because dreaming is just dreaming until you put your feet to the ground, until you put your boots on the ground and actually start making it happen. So where do you want to be? And what are you going to do today to make it happen? Sometimes it's something real small. Sometimes it's just, you know, sending an email or asking a question or posting a photo, but sometimes it's really big. Like I need to really look at this. I need to plan this out and I need to dig into my financials and I need to make sure that I'm set up to keep making money so I can get to that point one year from now. So I'll still just be in business one year from now. So I'll still just be in business five years from now. I need to set up a little, a little safety account just in case times get tough for me in my business. So those are 10 questions that I think you should be asking yourself. I think they're so, so fun to ask. I, I love asking myself those questions. I think as entrepreneurs, we have a kind of a different brain. Uh, our brain works a little bit differently and we see things differently. And so these questions, why they might bring anxiety and stress to some segment of the population, entrepreneurs, they bring excitement, they bring energy, they bring vision, they bring goals, they bring excitement. And we just love to, to ask them and we love to find the answers to them. So I'm going to read them all real quick. These are 10 questions I think you as an entrepreneur should be asking yourself every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year. Keep asking yourself these questions. Keep trying to find the answers because the answers will change as your business grows. The answers will change as you add team members. The answers will change as you add products. So keep asking those questions. Number one, what are my goals? Number two, how do I measure them? Number three, what is the process or workflow for everything in my company and for specific jobs? Number four, can I make that process more efficient? Number five, is everything I do totally worth my time? Number six, can I add, swap, or drop things that would make better use of my time? Number seven, am I being smart? Just think of Michael Scott saying, don't be an idiot. Number eight, is this for my ego or is this for my business? Number nine, can I still do it all by myself? And I would just tell you to push yourself to do it all by yourself for as long as you can, absolutely. 
Uh, and number 10, where do I want to be in one, five, and 10 years from now? Those are 10 questions I think you should be asking yourself as entrepreneurs. I think they will help you grow your business. I, they, I think they will help you make wise decisions. Um, and I wish I would have known these questions when I was making dumb decisions back when I started. That's it for today for the TJ Mesitas podcast. This is episode six. I am, of course, your host, TJ Mesitas. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at TJMOUSETIS. And make sure to check out the blog, TJMesitas.com, trying to blog every day to bring you guys content. Uh, and, and words that will be inspiring, encouraging, and keep you going on the, war, the, on the path of entrepreneurship. Thank you for listening. You guys have an awesome day. And remember, walk in love.